0: You're listening to the Metro LA podcast, an official podcast of the LA International Church of Christ. Okay, so uh so as I said we're we're going to jump right into the the beginner's guide to Jesus, right? Um getting to know him, getting to learning all about him. Um you know, now I'm not going to sing the song but but yes, we're 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 getting to know Jesus better and better and you know knowledge of Jesus is a huge issue all the way around whether we're talking about um a, a generations of people growing up with no background on Jesus, never having gone to church, never having gone to uh catechism or Sunday school or we're 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 talking about all the other teachings that are out there that either deny Jesus completely or have a false teaching about Jesus. You know, who is Jesus? What is Jesus? What did he teach? These are hot, hot topics. I mean, the first 300 years of Christianity, this was just a raging debate. The next 500 years of Christianity, this was getting pounded out. What is our understanding? What is? It was kind of the definition of orthodox teaching of what is true Christianity. And a true Christian, a true Christian is someone who believed the correct teachings and the correct understanding of Jesus. And anybody else was branded a her- heretic and nobody had anything to do with him because it was a very serious matter and everybody knew that. I think sometimes they got too caught up in in words and, and exact, you know, started splitting hairs and that was a whole nother problem. But generally we need to know jesus now on the other even more importantly we need a relationship with jesus cuz our religion is a religion of relationships and and so knowing jesus and having a relationship with him is supremely important it's it's he is the center of our religion he is he is uh who we follow we get our name christian from the christ right uh, which means messiah so we are followers of the Christ. We need to know him. And he himself points out in the gospels in several places where where uh it, it becomes the key issue. In Matthew 7, he says, away from me, I never knew you. You know, and he was talking to people who were very religious, who said, didn't we cast out demons in your name? And he said, I don't know you, you know. And he tells a couple of parables where the, the key point is, Away from me. I never knew you. So knowing Jesus is, is very important. And, you know, all of us, when we first start out, uh, we, 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 we learn a lot, we read a lot. And and it's very important as Christians that our relationship doesn't plateau. I mean, any relationship, it, it can't stay plateaued. It has to keep growing and developing and getting deeper and deeper. Uh, My wife and I have been married now going on 32 years and we're deeper in love now than we ever have been. And we were very in love when we fell in love and when we got married. Um, But our our love is deeper and richer and more solid than ever. And we know each other and we can finish each other's sentences. And I mean, we laugh because we'll be in a conversation and she knows exactly what story I'm probably going to tell. Or I'll know exactly what story she's probably going to tell. You know, we'll even joke. She'll say, okay, 32B because she knows what story I'm probably going to tell at this, at this point in the conversation. Um, and, and yet we're still growing. We're still learning and we're changing. We're, we, you know, we, we, where we were once falling in love, young college kids. Now we are. Empty nesters, you know, older married people. So that's the, all the dynamics that you think about that go into a relationship, whether it's a, a friendship, a dating relationship, a marriage, all those dynamics, they apply to our relationship with God and our relationship with Jesus. So you need to know the basics. We need to know him well, but then we need to grow in our knowledge of him and continually as we, As we evolve and change in life. So, but we're going back to the beginner's guide. So these are the, some of the most basic basics about Jesus. So Jesus was born, right? We, uh, we, we know that, um, he was born and this is our Christmas celebration, right? We, we call it Christmas. And yes, Christmas is uh, actually originally a pagan holiday, uh, where the, the, the sun was worshipped and, you know, all this other stuff that, Romans had tied to it and and something that Christians often did um it's kind of funny because there's a funny thing that happens uh Christians would take local holidays and basically christianize them or as I would say it as I would call what we do sometimes is we baptize it we make it christian right so this big festival of the sun um uh, that occurred in Rome on December 25th Now, all of a sudden, well, not now, but then it becomes the celebration of the birth of Jesus. Now, was that the day he was born? No. And there's a lot of research that probably says probably what day he was. But it's not the day he was born that's so important. It's the fact that he was born. (laughs) That's what's really important. And and there's always a temptation to get into caught in the details. And one of the things you're going to find out Um, studying Jesus, studying the Bible is that oftentimes it's not the detail. It's what it means that's important. And, and you don't want to get stuck in the mud with some of the details. So what day was he born? Well, the Bible doesn't tell us. And as far as I'm concerned, if we needed to know, it would tell us. And if we don't need to know, it doesn't tell us. Therefore, we don't need to know. One of the things you'll learn as you're studying the Bible is that God keeps us on a need to know basis. So what we need to know he tells us what we don't need to know he doesn't tell us. And I guarantee you everything you need to know to have a life of godliness and successful life it's in the scriptures. It's there. So here we go. Jesus was born uh what's the exact date he was born? Honestly, we do, we don't really know. Um uh, we we get pretty we can get pretty close uh in the in the Roman year of 1278 um AD 525 more or less. Pope John I commissioned the Scythian monk Dionysius Exegius to discover through research the year of Jesus' birth. He concluded that Jesus was born on the year 753. Therefore, 753 became the year 1. I mean, how intense is that that somebody's so powerful they can literally change what year it is, right? So that's what the 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 Roman emperor did is he made that year 1. And 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 of course, they're already, you know, down the road. Um but but he made the year of Jesus' birth year one. So from that point on, you know, we count things forward and backward from Jesus' birth. Now I have to say this: using uh the methods, most scholars assume that the date of birth was probably between uh six and four BC. Why is that? Well, because there were some errors, and there were some confusions about Augustus being the emperor and 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 who was governor and Herod the Great when was he alive and we've gotten a little better at nailing down those dates then we have more information than actually Dionysius had when he did it, so uh we actually know more now and and a little more accurate, but we still don't know for sure to be honest um so estimates the most common I hear is four BC, maybe two BC, uh the, at the most extreme, six BC. Um so and we and, and we know from the Gospel of John, if you've been listening to the Gospel of John, that we know there's at least three Passovers uh in, in Jesus' narrative. So therefore there's at least three years. Um and that the calculation of the death of Jesus would therefore have been somewhere between AD thirty and A.D. 36. Now, you hear those terms A.D., B.C., A.D., what are those? Well, B.C. is before Christ, okay, as simply we would most anybody would guess. And A.D. is not after his death. That's a lot of people guess. It's actually Anno Domini, uh, which is Latin for the year of our Lord. Um Why is one in English and one in Latin? There's There's no logical explanation. It's just kind of how it all ended up. Uh, one is in English, one is in Latin. Now both are being wiped out. Both are being erased. Uh, what you will commonly see now is BCE and CE, which is before the common era and then common era. So, uh, why, why are they doing that? Well, because it's part of the pluralistic world we live in. So it's, it's an attempt to be sensitive that there are many other religions and that our calendar not be completely centered around the Christ, which is who the Christians. Uh, worship and follow, right? So, uh, that, that's changing. Probably, you know, kids born today will never, won't even know what BC and AD or never heard of it because they'll grow up reading textbooks that say BCE and CE. But for many, for 2000 years now, BC and AD were how we mark time to show you the impact of Jesus, how, what a great impact he had that we marked our historical calendars by this. Now, when I say ours, I notice I didn't say the whole world, which I've heard many times said. Uh, It's not the whole world because in Asia, there are different calendars. So they don't, and even the Jews still have their calendar. Um, So the Jewish New Year, the Chinese New Year, the Asian New Year, they're different dates and they have different numbers. So it's the year 2020 for us in the West, right? We, we base our culture on Western culture and we use that date. Now the whole world uses 2020 because, well, you know, thanks to imperialism, uh, European thinking dominated the world and the world of business and a lot of other things. So it's the common thing, but I wouldn't be shocked if someday in the future, if Jesus hasn't come back, they, they start the calendar over or have a new date or something like that. Um because clearly our date is based on Jesus, and that 's the western world's thinking, not the global world 's thinking um so anyway, so that 's when Jesus was born uh a little over two thousand years where where did he come from? Well, he came from israel um he came from what is today called Israel, but uh um back then it was Judea um and if you see on the map, you, you see Judea, Samaria, and Galilee. Jesus was actually born in Bethlehem, which is right outside of Jerusalem. It's a walk, you know, it's a, it's a short walk from Bethlehem to Jerusalem. Um, he lived, he, we know as a baby, he had to flee. Jesus was a refugee. He, he and his family. Why? Well, because if you recall, Herod wanted to kill all the babies because of the, uh of the prophecy that a baby would rise up would grow up and become the messiah and, and the new king of Israel basically and Herod wanted to get rid of that child said child so so he put an order out um and that's partly how we date things because there were, we know there was a census um that's why they that's why Joseph and Mary had to go to Bethlehem we know more or less when that census happened there's different things that happened that that are markers in the bible that give us close to the date, but we know that, that the order went out to kill all the newborns, uh, all the children. And, and so Joseph and Mary fled to Egypt where they remained, uh, for a number of years and then came back later and they settled. And if you look in your map up north, that's the second arrow. The first arrow points out Bethlehem and Jerusalem. And the second arrow above it points out Nazareth and Nazareth was in Galilee. Galilee was a mixed area. So you had Judea, which is all Jews. You have Samaria, which is kind of a mixed breed. uh, And then you have Galilee, which was Jews and Gentiles kind of living side by side. And so Jesus actually, you know, grew up in a very pluralistic, a cosmopolitan area. Um, I went to a dig of a city that was, you know, maybe two miles, three miles from, from, uh, from Nazareth where he grew up and it was full of temples and Roman buildings. And so Jesus didn't grow up like a lot of people think. he grew up somewhere back country, you know, a little village, uh, unexposed to the world. No, actually he, he was probably surrounded by Greeks and Romans and, and, and being a carpenter that we know that that city was built, um, around the first century. So he probably, he, he and his father probably had plenty of work there um, building that city. So, but we know it was born, uh, more or less 2 BC to 4 AD Christian era, right? And, and if you look at that map, I'm going to shrink it back. Now you got a bigger map and the, the first arrow on the left shows you where Rome is. The second arrow on the right shows you where, uh, uh, Nazareth is in Jerusalem. Okay. So you can see it's on the far edge of the, the Roman empire, um, and what you see in, in pink there is is the Roman Empire. And that's, you know, most of the time when, when when you hear something ancient talk about the world, that's what they're talking about. When they're talking about the world there, um, that's m- mostly what they're referring to. They're not referring to the Americas. They're not referring to China. And, and it's, and people say, you know, because sometimes people say, well, you know, it says in the Bible, the whole world did this or the whole world did that. Do they even know about China or do they even know about the Americas? It's not talking like, it, it, you have to keep in mind, we do that with language all the time. Um, somebody can say, you know, Hey, we went to a big dinner party. Uh, who was there? And I said, well, Everybody was there. Really? I don't mean literally 7.5 billion people were there. I mean, everybody I know, you know, when I say everybody was there, I don't mean 7.5 billion people, but, and that's kind of how it is in, in, in this that, that there are references to the world or to all over the world that aren't, they're not the geographic world. They're the known world. And that's basically what we're talking about here, the known world. And his movement, which is basically what it was, the Christian movement. And here's another map where you see, again, Jerusalem, and you see how it spread. And the beauty, and this is all God's timing is the timing was perfect. Um, for, for several things that are just incredible about this is that if you see the point there, I'll, I'll go back to the earlier drawing, you see the second arrow on the right. It's where basically three continents intersect. There's Europe, there's Asia, and there's Africa and all three connect right there. That's the connection. So the So, Jesus was born, you could say, kind of like a truck stop on the highway where three major highways intersect, you know, where you later on be the Silk Road, which you think of as the Silk Road, where things were transported from Asia, from Africa, from Europe, and they all intersect right there. So, in a sense, Jesus was born and grew up right at the intersection of three major highways, you know, in a truck stop, yeah, but pretty major truck stop in that. Um, this was all planned beforehand and this was all prophesied about, uh, where he would be born, how he would grow up. Everything would be prophesied, uh, spoken about, in other words, centuries before it actually happened. So here we go. Jesus is movement. Christianity spreads out. It's exactly as Jesus predicted. He told them in Acts chapter one, that they're to preach the gospel, they're to spread the message from Jerusalem to Judea, to Samaria. To, to, uh, the ends of the earth. And that's basically what they did. Now, I'm going to point out that this didn't happen in one generation. Even this map is, uh, it says right there, this is basically the spread of Christianity from 300 to 600 AD. So sometimes people get this wacky idea. I don't know where we got this idea that everything was going to spread into one, in one generation. Um, that is totally human you know, humanistic idea, not, not, not from Jesus. Um, the rise of Christianity grew. Now, people said, well, what is what, you know, how does this connect to all these other religions? And where did Jesus come from? It's important to understand Jesus was a Jew. He was Jewish. He was the fulfillment of the Old Testament. And if you read the Old Testament, Jesus is subtly through the entire Old Testament, From Genesis to Malachi, all the books of the Old Testament, there are prophecies. And then some of them are just loaded with prophecies. Like Zechariah is just full of prophecies. Isaiah, uh, Joel, you know, you'll and you'll see it because they're the ones quoted oftentimes in the New Testament. So everything about Jesus' life was foretold. Well, not everything. See, there I go again, using the word everything or everybody. Many things of Jewish's life, of Jesus' life were foretold in the prophecies and, and fulfilled, uh, in, in, in his lifetime. And a lot of those, not all of them, but many of those are quoted, uh, especially Matthew does a great job with that. Matthew was a gospel written for specifically with a Jewish audience, you know, as the target in mind. Uh, that doesn't mean you have to be Jew to read Matthew. Matthew's full of great stuff for our, us Gentiles too. But so Jesus, uh, you know, in Christianity, you can kind of look at it. This, this is a super, super duper simple model. And because this is introductory, I'm not going into a lot of details. Okay. I could, I could, uh, any one of these slides, I could probably do an hour on of all the background information and everything, but that's not what this is. This is an introduction. So Judaism is kind of the roots. That's, you know, you've got, you've got Abraham uh, founding the, the Jewish people, and you know you got you, you got all the way you got the patriarchs you got Moses you've got them Joshua they go into the promised land they um take the promised land and then they establish a kingdom David's the king and then his the son Solomon takes it from there and then it splits into two you got Judah and Israel they wander away from God God wipes out Israel and scatters them Judah stays faithful but not very and then they don't repent and then they get conquered they get carried away to to babylon to nineveh to or not nineveh to to the babylonians and and then they get to come back that's nehemiah and ezra and they get to reestablish themselves and they get reestablished then later on the uh the the greeks come conquer the world and the world make the world greek and then the romans conquer the greeks and then bam that's the time of jesus now this even even this the, is is absolutely incredible because not only is Israel the center of three continents you know going to go back uh, I want to go back to the map there that's um, not only where where three continents connect but also the timing was incredible um Greek, you know Alexander the Great conquered what is called the known world although under under his conquest, it went all the way to India and into Africa and all the way across to India. And, and so his, his, his empire was actually much bigger. It was huge. It was massive. And, um, they had this philosophy, make the world Greek. So everybody was supposed to learn Greek. Everybody was supposed to learn Greek culture. And, and what that did is it created a common language. Um, it's much like today, you can go anywhere in the world. If you speak English, you can go to most any country and communicate with somebody. And especially anything to do with hotels or airlines or, or anything that's international. The language is going to be English. Uh, once upon a time, it was French, but that has changed and, and English has become the dominant world language. Anybody highly educated in the world most people that are highly educated speak English. Many of them were educated in either England or the United States. And and so they learned English that way. So it's the, the lingua franca, right? It's the common language. So the known world back then, the Western world, got a common language, Greek. And then the Romans conquered. And, you know, if you know anything about the Romans, they loved to build roads. They loved buildings and bridges and roads and they're builders right so all of a sudden the entire world is connected by a network of roads and roads are important you know one just to for traveling but also then you've got the military might and if you remember your western civ class the pax romana right the the time when rome was the dominant empire which was quite a long time a good you know, pretty much about a thousand years. And 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 for that time period, anybody could travel. You could go from Jerusalem to Spain and relatively safe and travel. There was commerce. There was all this stuff. So all of a sudden, you know, basically what they did is they connected the known world. And, and it's almost like getting the internet. All of a sudden, you can go all over the place. You can exchange information, you can exchange goods, you can travel freely, and and that's the time that Jesus is born, right in time. So that, why? So that the gospel can spread all over the known world very quickly. What could not have happened 500 years earlier, you know, uh, and, and maybe not have even happened 500 years later because that Rome was already in decline. And and well pretty much declined. And barbarism, and that's the time of barbarians, and that's when Arnold Schwarzenegger was running around wearing bearskins. Um it just things got rough. The Dark Ages came in and things were pretty rough for a while. But during that time it was in a sense kind of a golden era for travel, for commerce, for language. And of course, that's why we get our Bible in Greek, because that's the language. That was the lingua franca. So you could get, you could preach a sermon in Greek and it'd be understood in Jerusalem. It'd be understood in Rome. It'd be understood, of course, in Greece. It'd be understood in Africa. It would be understood in all those places. Now, when you got to smaller cities and villages, that wouldn't necessarily be the case. But that's basically what happened. So so, so Jesus is born. He's a Jew. Now, I just gave you the quick background of of Judaism in about 30 seconds here and um and he's the fulfillment of the prophecy he is the messiah that has been waited for that has been expected of course for the jews he was you know they were looking a messiah for a messiah more like uh the maccabees which was a family that basically led the revolt against the greeks or more like a david you know a, a mighty king um they at this time they were conquered by rome they were a conquered people. They, they were uh, invaded, conquered, and living under Roman occupation, right? So the Romans were there. In fact, right behind the temple, the Romans built a big fortress that was absolutely a statement of power that they're in charge, you know, that they're in control of the Middle East, um, and that was very d- difficult time. So this is the time that Jesus is born, right in the middle of all this. So Jesus is a Jew. He's coming out of Judaism. That's why I have it as the root and the trunk. And and then his teachings are the fulfillment of the Old Testament. The fulfillment of the law. Love is the fulfillment of the law. He is the fulfillment of the law. And that's where we get Christianity. And sometimes people say, well, why did all the Jews reject Jesus? They didn't all reject Jesus. The early church was all Jewish. The early church was a, it was a Jewish movement. It was a Jewish church. Now, the goal was to convert everybody and then not be a Jewish church, not remain a Jewish church. And that's the story of the book of Acts. Uh, the funny thing is that even with that, they had a hard time really grasping that. And it took a lot to get them out of Jerusalem and to get them out of Judea. But you can see Jesus' movement spread around the world. Um, And I will just say this just as a quick note. um, Islam is one of the Abrahamic faiths. It's also rooted in the same God, same patriarchs, Moses. They can, they consider all of this their roots too. Now they have a very different understanding of God. And that is important to note that um, many would say it's so different, it's not the same God. Uh, and, and you can make that argument. But in terms of they believe that God is the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, uh, although they they connect themselves to Ishmael, not Isaac. Um, they believe in Jesus, Esau, they call him, and they believe that he was one of the great prophets. So they acknowledge all the same roots, but of course, under Muhammad, they have their own set of teachings and shoot off in an entirely different direction. So that's that's a that's a really quick, brief introduction to Jesus. Um, you know, here, Jesus, the incredible thing you have to remember is that, that here Jesus comes. He was not appointed a leader of anything. He was not educated. He owned no land. And other than his time as living as a refugee, when he was a baby in his entire adult life, never traveled more than about 30 miles from home. I mean, think about that. What's near, what's 30 miles around you? I mean, that's like, he didn't even go as far as, San Diego from LA. I mean, it's just not even that far. And he did not travel very far. He had no money. He never wrote anything. And yet more books and songs and prose and writings have been written about him than probably any figure in history. Uh, he didn't invent anything, you know, and yet, you know, there's so many, many incredible things that have happened because of people's faith more people are fed and taught and healed in hospitals and clinics and and medical outreaches and all around the world to this day millions receive goods and services all in the name of Jesus even though he lived 2000 years ago never had a title never owned anything never wrote anything never was given didn't command an army didn't any of those things and yet Just him, he changed the world. That's incredible. That's amazing. And we set our entire history model in the Western world around his life. So this this is going to become more and more important, especially as time goes by. Because less and less people know who Jesus is. And they need to know. I mean, all of this, all of our religion is about Jesus. And I thank God for him. Uh, we wouldn't have a chance. So I'm going to stop there. We've had, we've had a good beginning introductory and then we'll pick up on the next class. Thank you and have a great day today. Have a Jesus day. God bless you. You've just listened to the Metro LA podcast. For more information about our ministry, please visit metrolaregion.com.